0: This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. Welcome to Discovery. I'm Cal Steiger, your
1: host on the show that's all about podcasts. Today we're going to be listening to Episode 5 of Season 2 from Peace Arch Hospital. In this podcast, we learn of an initiative in private public corporation that has youth, our leaders of tomorrow, getting involved and active in facilitating fundraising and engagement in improving this health facility. Listen in to Youth in Action from Peace Arch Hospital.
2: The Peace Arch Hospital Foundation can be about many different things at many different times. Hosting a gala in support of cancer care. Funding expansion of the hospital's emergency room. Partnering with community groups to build a new playground. But if there's one consistent goal that keeps us motivated no matter what the activity, it's this, the future. More precisely, helping build a better healthier future for everyone in the White Rock, South Surrey area, including the young people who will one day become leaders in our community. In this podcast, we'll introduce you to some highly motivated high school students who volunteer as part of the Foundation's Youth in Action program. The aim of this unique initiative is to help local grade 10 to 12 students who want to make a difference in their community do just that. We'll also explore how participants in the program not only get hands-on volunteer experience, but are also given an opportunity to take the reins and help plan a fundraising event themselves. And we'll find out how these young people were encouraged to turn their energy and enthusiasm toward helping make their community the healthiest place possible, all during the restrictions and challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic. This is The Power to Heal. In this series of podcasts, we'll focus on the many innovative ways Peace Arch Hospital, located in White Rock, British Columbia, Canada, has been an integral part of its community. We'll talk to those who were instrumental in creating new initiatives for the hospital to grow and evolve along with the town it serves. Veteran television and radio broadcaster Wayne Cox is a longtime resident of the South Surrey White Rock area and no stranger to getting involved in his local community. We asked him to help us share these inspiring stories from a quite unique youth volunteer program.
0: As a parent myself, I know how challenging it can be in a smaller town like ours to get our kids excited about getting more involved in the community. And I was fascinated to learn how the Peace Arch program had managed to do this in just one short year. I'm also intrigued by the fact other volunteer groups and nonprofits have approached the Peace Arch Foundation to learn more about how they can up their own youth engagement game.
2: To get a first hand account of how the Youth in Action program got started, what its long and short term goals are, and what it's like to take part from the student volunteer perspective, Wayne spoke with program coordinator Amy Cross from the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation. They were joined by Jade Geddes and Omer Faraz, both local high school students and both participants in the Youth in Action program.
0: Amy, I'm curious to know where the inspiration for the Youth in Action program came from. It's, It's not something that a hospital foundation would normally get involved in, is it?
3: No, not normally. But you know what, I think it's a great direction forward. We've noticed over the past years that youth are very interested in getting hands-on volunteer experience, especially in the healthcare field. And there's actually not very many opportunities for them to get involved in this type of thing here in our community. We typically receive hundreds of general volunteering applications from youth to volunteer at the foundation. However, due to school hours, age restrictions, and limited availability of opportunities, our standard volunteer opportunities are not really a great fit for them. But we didn't want to turn away these amazing youth who had a heart to give back for their community. We know that youth are our leaders of tomorrow. So we felt very passionate that we should equip them with the tools and experience to become the change makers in our community. How many students are involved in this program? So originally when we were launching the program we set the number at 18 but due to an overwhelming amount of applications we decided to admit 30 youth into the program and moving forward 30 is going to be the number that we're going to be accepting.
0: And I guess planning anything over the last couple of years has been especially challenging because of the pandemic and how did you navigate your way through that?
3: Yes, it was definitely challenging to launch a brand new program during the pandemic, but we really felt like this was important. Youth that were invited to be part of the program for our pilot year were really looking for something to engage in. While they faced a lack of social interaction through COVID-19, just like all of us. But of course we had to keep creative while launching the program by making sure that we looked at some virtual aspects to run the program and keeping a close eye on provincial health orders for the in-person aspects. But coupled with our drive to make sure that this program did happen and the youth being so excited about it, we were able to make it work. And one of the foundation's core values is innovation. And we're always looking for ways to improve our community.
0: Now, Amy, what types of volunteer opportunities were offered to the group?
3: So we really wanted to give the youth something exciting when it came to the volunteer activities. Everything had been locked down so tightly with COVID-19, and so Initially, we looked for some safe volunteer experiences outside. So we went to Arasha, which is a farm out on 16th Avenue, and the youth were able to plant crops for the next year, remove invasive species, and they also received a canning lesson, and they canned the organic vegetables, which I heard they all enjoyed after the two weeks' time they had to wait. We also did an afternoon Valentine's Day tea with seniors, which was virtually, which was Another way that we were able to engage, even through a pandemic, we did a Christmas wrapping station at Semiamu Shopping Center, and so the youth all took shifts there, which was very fun to see them in action in our community that way. and. Ultimately, they got to see our big event, which is our gala. So they came and they did set up for our gala and they volunteered doing that. And they were able to see the size that we bring our event to. And it was inspiring, I hope, for them with their upcoming event only a month later.
0: Well, let's bring a couple of those people in right now, Jade and Omer. Could you each tell us how you became involved in the program and what your initial thoughts and feelings were about? Did you feel nervous or excited or curious? Jade, I'll start with you.
4: I was very excited. Not only that we had found a youth-based volunteer program where it was just high school students who were looking to make a difference, but also that we had found one that had such a direct impact on our local community and the people around us Um, and the hospital, which is such a core and important part of our community.
0: And Omar, how about you? How did you get involved?
1: My attention was immediately captured by the posters. And so on the poster, there was mentions of healthy lifestyle activities, the opportunity to create our own fundraising event. And to me, at that point, I just remember thinking, oh, wow, this is such an amazing opportunity. I need to apply. I need to do whatever I can to do this. Because when I applied at the end of my grade 11 year, I thought that this would be something that not only an enjoyable thing to do, but something that I could learn and benefit from throughout my senior year. So I applied, I got my reference letter, and then I got accepted into the program. And then From the very first day in the program, I have just been excited to see what I can learn, how I can offer my skills and strategies to support my team with Youth in Action, and just overall have an amazing experience engaging with other people.
0: And did you find, Omer, that the
1: the school was very supportive of this program and your involvement? Yes, they were. I think that the school did recognize this program because this program was specifically designed for students from I think six or seven different YROC South City schools. So my school was incredibly receptive to the program.
0: So Jade and uh, Omri, all of a sudden you find yourself in a very professional environment where decisions involving millions of dollars are being made. Important work is taking place that can affect the health and the well-being of thousands of people throughout the region. Did you find that just a little overwhelming at times, Jade?
4: Amy did a great job of leading us through that. So we started out as a whole group in the program, but then we broke off into smaller committees. So let's say you were in marketing, you were only in charge of marketing as your group. And I think that helped make it a lot less overwhelming and you got to take it in smaller pieces, but you still got to learn a lot about the whole production, which I think was a great way to do it. And um, definitely helped keep the stress levels down for all of us, I think.
0: And how are you feeling about it, uh, Omer? The same type of thing that Jade is talking about?
1: Yeah, I personally think it was a great decision to break the 30 youth into smaller teams and then kind of treat this event planning as kind of like a divide and conquer type situation. So you all tackle different parts of it and then come together at the end to put on an amazing event.
0: So Amy, the Youth in Action program, it's been described as unique to the White Rock community and probably the province as a whole what makes it so different from any other volunteer program for young people?
3: We're confident there's no other program like this in the Lower Mainland, and that is just based on we've had so many youth from the Lower Mainland all over, all the way out to the North Shore, asked to be part of this program. And we're hearing also from our neighbours and other provinces who want to learn more about this program that they really feel like it is an opportunity for youth that hasn't been seen yet. The program, which makes it, I think, very low barrier is that it's completely free and it's not based on your educational merit. We're looking for youth that want to be the change in our community, that have a heart for our community. We're the only hospital foundation engaging into this capacity in our area for sure. And what's the most innovative aspect about this program, is that it's truly youth-led. Kind of what Omer and Jade just alluded to is that like, they divided, they conquered, but they did it. And this isn't just a youth group. It's an opportunity for them to gain hands-on skills and experiencing, resulting in a full-scale event that generates funds to make their community, our community, the healthiest community possible.
0: And I understand, uh, Amy, that this all came about during a strategy meeting, a 2020 strategy meeting. Can you take us inside that meeting? Was there an appetite in the foundation to try something different maybe?
3: We as a group come together and we decided that after reviewing how many youth had been applying and the fact that there wasn't those opportunities and that this could be a way for us to really allow for our youth that are gonna be the leaders of tomorrow to make a difference. We came about this as a group. We thought about it on the base level, and then we ended up growing it into what it is. And it's definitely been amazing to see it come to fruition.
0: Jade, maybe you could take me through a typical day as a volunteer in the Youth in Action program. Or was there such a thing as a typical day for this program?
4: Well, it's a little hard to say on a typical day just because it changed throughout the year. Because at the beginning of the year, we were really working as a whole group. And we started just to get to know each other as a group and to learn what our skills were and how we wanted to shape this program because we were the pilot program. But as we got closer to the event, a typical day or meeting would sort of look like we'd get to our meeting space and then we would break off into our committees. So I was in the event coordination group. So we would work on how much we wanted to sell tickets how much we wanted to sell tickets for and how the event would run and the times and the groups and the setup. And then closer to the end of the meeting, one person from each group would stand up and they would share what their group did so that we could keep the entire group informed and sort of on the same page. And then Amy would share what she had about the event, whether that was more on sponsors or more on the event layout and what she could contribute to help us in our next meetings. But we also had a lot of small group meetings and we had bigger ones as a whole Youth in Action program. So it's a little hard to say on a typical day since it did change so much.
0: I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, this seems very time consuming. Did it occupy a lot of your week and your month?
4: Not as much as you would think. At the beginning of the year, it was about once a month. And then closer to the event, it was maybe three times a month we would have one big group meeting and then maybe one or two smaller ones as our individual committees. And then outside of that, it depended a lot on the individual members. So maybe if you were in marketing, that was taking time out of your week to design logos and design posters, but it wasn't hugely time consuming as entire group meetings or big events, but it definitely depended a lot on the individual person and their responsibilities.
0: You were getting a lot out of this for yourself, correct?
4: Oh, for sure. Especially in learning how to run an event, I think we all got a lot of this experience and knowledge for ourselves out of the program.
0: And Omer, the things you got to be part of in this program, were they something that maybe you consider trying if the program didn't exist or was this all fresh and you were excited about tackling these various issues?
1: Yeah so the idea of just putting on such a massive event I don't think I would have even considered if it wasn't for Youth in Action and I think some of the activities that i maybe done them before but Youth in Action really put them in the limelight for me was like Things like bowling, which I haven't done in years, and escape rooms. We engaged in these like healthy lifestyle activities because, you know, we're supposed to, as youth, stay healthy and be active in our community. Amy and the team that organized this program did, I think, a fantastic job with making sure that we stayed, you know, healthy and fit through these activities. And one other thing that I don't think I would have experienced if it wasn't for Youth in Action is probably a sense of community and teamwork. So maybe at school if you're working on a project there'll be three or four people. With this project I was working with 29 other students and so I think just for all of us to come together and work was a phenomenal thing.
2: Omer, Jade and other student volunteers in the Youth in Action program helped stage a fundraiser called Walk the Rock, a celebration of Peace Arch Hospital's frontline heroes. This walk held along the promenade at White Rock Beach with its beautiful views of the Pacific Ocean, was supported by local sponsors. There was also a special prize raffle, food carts, and live music. Walk the Rock was an especially memorable part of the program for Omer and Jade, as they got to sit on the planning committee and take an active role in helping organize and execute a major fundraiser.
0: So Walk the Rock You weren't just helping out. Both of you were in on planning the event right from the beginning. Can you tell us about that experience and what it's like to have those kind of direct responsibilities? Jade, I'll start with you on that.
4: It definitely feels like more responsibility than you would feel in more of a school setting because that ultimately just affects your grades. This was affecting large amounts of money that were set to help A lot of people in the hospital. And it was our job to make sure that that money was raised and that we could do a good job of marketing and fundraising. So there was definitely a lot of responsibility, but it didn't feel that way in the sense I thought it would. It felt more just like we were planning this event and that we were hoping for it to go well and doing everything that we could to have it run smoothly, which it ended up running very smoothly and how we wanted it to. But that we just made sure that we did everything we could for this event as a group. But it was a great experience. And you don't think about all of the little details of planning, like renting a U-Haul to get everything down to the beach, or running through all of the start times at the event and making sure everything's coordinated right. So I think that was the thing that I think surprised myself for sure as well as many of the other members was just how much detail and intricacy goes into the event which i think is something that if we ever go into event planning is maybe the most important thing that we could have learned out of this program
1: and Oliver, your thoughts on walk the rock walk the rock was i think a pretty well thought out and well laid out plan and i think we did a wonderful job considering that for I think most of us, or maybe even all of us, it was our first time planning something on such a grand scale. As Jade mentioned, I think, honestly, I became more detail-oriented following the event because when you're planning such a massive event down by the beach, you have to consider parking spaces and where the food truck's going to come, signage, and where are we going to put up sponsorship tents. And so all these things that I probably wouldn't have considered before, now that we have to consider and make decisions as a group. And so a lot of use of our critical thinking skills, and then a lot of detail-oriented mindset as well. I think when we first set out to plan Walk the Rock, we proposed a goal of raising $10,000, which, you know, for a teenager, that's quite ambitious. And so the fact that we raised nearly $15,000 is honestly kind of mind-boggling. So I think we did a pretty good job. And so, Omer, how did you
0: feel when it was all over? I mean, it, it seems like going through all those details, i mean been very stressful. So when it was all over, how did you feel? Were you proud of your job, inspired?
1: Oh, yeah, I was definitely pretty happy with the way things turned out. But at the same time, I also felt a little bit, maybe I felt upset that the program was ending because Jade will be returning next year, but I'm going to university in the fall. And so I wish sometimes that I could, you know, stick around for another year of the program, but I'm sure that the folks who are coming in next year will do a pretty good job as well.
0: And Jade, how did you feel when it was all over? And uh, as Omar mentioned, you have another year coming up. How did you feel after the uh, Walk the Rock was over?
4: I was initially just so proud of our group and that we could come from where we started at the beginning of the year, not even knowing what type of event we were going to run to running a full-scale fundraiser, I felt so proud of us as a group. But then, of course, knowing that I'm coming back next year, I started going through the, okay, this is what we need to look at next year. And, oh, this is something that if we change it this way, will work out for our next event. So I think it was definitely a different experience than Omar just because I am coming back and get to do it again and run another event, which I'm really looking forward to.
0: It's great that the program is continuing, and it's wonderful that you're able to take what you've learned this past year and apply it to the next year. Amy, uh, as far as fundraising and learning the team skills, encouraging a healthier community, the impact of this program was intended to extend much further than the Peace Arch Hospital campus. So, why was that important to the foundation, do you think?
3: Yeah, so it's part of our upstream approach to healthcare. If you're healthier outside of the hospital, you hopefully will not end up needing hospital care. Of course, we're always here if you need us, but. Keeping that in mind, as well as them learning skills, it was also, as Omar mentioned, like there was healthy lifestyle activities in addition to the monthly meetings about the fundraiser. So they weren't just planning a fundraiser, they were engaging in things that hopefully inspired them to take on a new activity or have a new passion. So we did escape rooms for team building, we went to the driving range, we went bowling, and to some of the youth they had never been bowling before so can't always assume that it's not new and so that was really cool to see the youth engage in that and ultimately it's so important to the foundation because we feel like it's our responsibility now to keep them engaged and properly equipped to make an impact and have the confidence to enact on positive change for the overall benefit of our growing communities. But not just now, into the future, because they are our leaders of tomorrow.
0: Well, it's a wonderful program. And how do students get involved? What schools are eligible? And. How many volunteers will you be taking on in the coming year? You mentioned 30 this time, and you're going to keep it at that number?
3: Yeah, we're going to keep it at 30. Students apply annually. The intake is April of each year, and the program runs from September till June. Students grade 10 to 12 may apply, but because we are looking for students for the following year, if you're in grade nine, you can apply to the program because you'll be in grade 10 for September. As Omer mentioned with the schools, we are partnered with the seven local high schools, both private and public. So that was key for the program to make sure we had the schools, the principals on board to help us share the word about this program. And as mentioned, although we initially set out for 18 spots, we received over 100 applications each year for this program. So now the 30 spots are a permanent thing.
0: And as Omer mentioned, at his school, they were very receptive to the program. Are you finding that all the schools on board are helping out and are positive about the program?
3: Oh, my goodness. I have to say a huge thank you to the schools, because when I approached them, I didn't know what the response would be. And the response and the support was overwhelming. It's in all of the newsletters. It's on all of the screens. They hand out all of the flyers. They're just amazing. So huge thanks to them for sure.
0: Omer and Jade, what do you think you're going to take away from Youth in Action in terms of your future education and your career plans? Omer, I'll start with you because you've actually become part of the staff at Peace Arch Hospital Foundation as a summer intern.
1: What's that been like? I started my position as an intern with the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation in June. And I just want to say that I think it's been a phenomenal experience. I walked into this position with an open mindset and I wanted to learn. And so I think that is definitely what I've been doing since I've started. No day is alike for me in my position. I'm always doing something different, assisting different people with different projects. And so I absolutely love my position right now. And when I head off to university, I'm going to be a bit sad that I'm ending, but the lessons that I have learned really make it all worthwhile. I think I've become, as I mentioned, a more detail-oriented person following the Walk the Rock event. And because we had to make those kind of executive decisions, I think my critical thinking skills and other organizational skills too have improved. And I'm very, very grateful for that. And how about you, Jade? What skills and memories will you take
0: away from being part of this program?
4: Well, I think because of the nature of the program, We'll all take away a lot of skills in the sense of how to plan an event and those type of skills. But for me, I think the biggest ones were how to work as a team and a group of people, whether that was all 30 of us working together or working in smaller groups or just brainstorming ideas. I think learning to work collaboratively with a group of really like-minded people who all have a like a same goal. We're all working to make this event happen and to have it run as smoothly as possible and to raise as much money as we can. So to work with a group of like-minded people who were my age was just such a great experience. And I think that is the biggest thing I'll take away from it.
0: Well, Amy, you must be very happy and very proud of how much impact Youth in Action has had in this first year. What are your plans for future programs?
3: I can't express how proud I am of these 30 youth from the first year. I know they learned a lot, but I learned a lot from the program. I learned a lot from them. And for that, I am truly grateful for the program and for their volunteer hours. And you know what? They were can-do attitude. I am looking so forward to next year's program. We're going to continue to expand it, continue to innovate with the knowledge we've learned from each year. We'll take what we learned from this year, use it for next year, and we're also interested in growing the program in terms of event sponsorship and getting our local business involved with the kids. We had some great sponsors this year, they were absolutely fantastic, and we just look forward to really growing with the community and having these kids continue to make a difference in our community. The biggest thing I would say is just that these are our leaders. These are our leaders of tomorrow, and we are in total awe of them here at the Foundation and so thankful for them.
0: Well, Amy, I'd like to thank you and Jade and Dorr, and congratulations to you. You're making a powerful difference in the community, and all the best in the future.
2: This story from the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation is just one chapter of a much larger narrative. These podcasts shed light on how Peace Arch Hospital Foundation adapts to the changing needs of patients and their families by supporting initiatives that enhance the hospital campus and the health and wellness of our community. Peace Arch Hospital Foundation, where innovation comes to life in so many ways. The Peace Arch Hospital Foundation raises funds, advocates, and supports initiatives to enhance the hospital campus and the health and wellness of our community. Your donations have a direct impact on the quality of care Peace Arch Hospital can provide and also help support community initiatives like the Youth in Action program. Whether it's a brand new ER, critically needed medical equipment, or a community program to keep people fit and out of the hospital, Every dollar makes a difference. To learn more or to make a donation, visit us at pahfoundation.ca. That's www.pahfoundation.ca.
1: That's a wrap for today's show. If you want to hear more of this series or check out any of our past shows, go to where you get your favorite podcasts and look for Discovery, the radio show featuring podcasts. Discovery